Hey everyone, welcome back to the BT Powerhouse Podcast. This is our 70th podcast, continuing on our our uh, insane stretch here. Last couple of weeks, I think we've had five or six here in rapid succession, at least compared to our norm. But um, I'm Thomas Bendit, BT Powerhouse Manager, host as always. And this will be a very, very brief one. I wanted to just do a quick podcast reacting to the big news over the weekend, which was the transfer of redshirt junior forward Andrew White from Nebraska. Very surprising news, but nonetheless, huge, huge news for Nebraska, huge news for the Big Ten, and huge news for whoever ultimately ends up landing White. Um, first thing I want to jump into uh is the fact that this is really, really surprising. Um, you know, you're going to see some transfers here and there in late June and July. It does happen. But, you know, if you're a person who follows it regularly, when you see a transfer at this time of the year, it's almost always due to off-court trouble. Um, you know, you know, a guy gets into trouble, whether it's, you know, it's a party or, you know, an arrest, something along the, uh, those lines, and they violate team rules, they end up getting kicked off the team, and they transfer somewhere else. You know, that's the norm. This doesn't not appear to be the case here. Um, looks like there was some discontent behind the scenes. We're trying to, you know, you're seeing things sort of emerge out of that, regardless of why it happened, you know. I, I guess my my big point here is that this is not the norm in the slightest. You know, you just you don't usually see transfers like this this late. And you know, as I'll talk about in a second, certainly not players of this caliber. Um, and you know, this is important. It's important to note this for a few reasons. You know, the first is the fact that again, it, it seems to be out of blue, out of the blue. Um, even some of the reports you're seeing, it seems like Miles was kind of caught out of left field. Um, we'll see if he actually was, if anything emerges further. I have a feeling some stuff will, but, um, it seems like he was caught out of left field on this one. And, you know, that's important because it really could set the team back next year, um, for what looked like a relatively intriguing season, possibly the start of something big. For Nebraska, um, you know, we'll have to see how that shakes out. But I, I'd say, you know, the first takeaway here is very surprising, very une- unexpected. You know, even the the big-time followers who, you know, follow Nebraska on a very regular basis did not see this one coming. Um, you heard that there was maybe a little discontent because, again, you know, as a sort of refresher here, he did declare for the draft – um, a month, month and a half ago or so, I'm trying to remember now, <laughs> but, um, he did declare ultimately opted to come back to school and, you know, he, he didn't hire the agent, you know, he tested the waters, came back and uh, apparently there was some sort of discontent behind the scenes, uh, didn't feel comfortable staying at Nebraska for another year. So he is headed elsewhere. Um, as far as what this means on the court for Nebraska, you know, outside of the fact that it's really surprising um a bit alarming <laughs> is that uh he was easily easily 
set to be Nebraska's best player for next season. Um, and, you know, it, it doesn't take a basketball X's and O's expert to realize if a team loses their best player, they're taking a step back. Um, you know, maybe uh, former Louisville transfer Anton Gill, who's getting eligible this year for Nebraska, can step up. You know, maybe he was going to outperform White this year. You know, it, it's all theoretical. We haven't seen Gill on the floor yet for the Huskers, but it's hard to see him outperforming what White did this year. You know, he was one of the best scoring forwards in the entire conference. He was easily Nebraska's best shooter, and frankly, their only, yeah, I shouldn't say only shooter, but he was the only guy on that top tier who really instilled fear into uh, defenses on the other side from long range, at least in my opinion. I know there were moments when some of the other guys, um, you know, Webster would heat up or, or whatever, but he was really that, that three-point threat um, more than anyone else on the team, so to lose that is a huge blow. And, you know, we're talking about a guy, he was number two in the Big Ten in conference scoring coming back for this year. The only guy who outpaced him was Malcolm Hill. Um, you know, certainly there were seniors, you know, Valentine, Farrell, uh, Utah, guys like that, but they're all gone. So, I mean, you're talking about a guy who outscored uh, Jock, he outscored Trimble, he outscored Nigel Hayes in Big Ten play uh, last year. And, you know, he's, he's heading elsewhere. So, huge huge loss on the court um you know nebraska has some younger guys they're gonna have to hope can sort of step in and fill his gap you know you have mcveigh coming back you're bringing in roby you have uh, morrow who's still growing as a player um you know mentioned gill the transfer from louisville but you know it, it's really hard for me seeing how this breaks out even decently for nebraska you know, I don't want to be too down here, but you're talking about a team that had a losing record last year. In my Big Ten rankings, I had them 13th, only ahead of Rutgers, before White transferred. Um, now, I mean, I still think they're going to be better than Rutgers, but, you know, I, I thought they were a team that if things hit right, they could make the NIT. Um I don't think they they have the roster to make they had the roster to make the NCAA tournament even with White. I think things would have had to hit perfectly, but they were a roster that absolutely could have made the NIT. Start building experience, start building that depth heading forward. Um, you know, building a program so to speak. But you know, <laughs> you lose White now. I mean, even getting into the CBI. Uh, conversation is probably a long shot at this point um and it looks like it's going to be a rebuilding year long term what that means you know for nebraska and miles um remains to be seen the one thing i will say though is that you know you do kind of wonder um about how things are going to shake out here because you know miles had that tournament appearance he's shown some real sparks some real excitement um, over his first few years on the job here, but uh, you know another sub 500 year, another bottom tier Big Ten finish. I don't think he's gonna excite the fan base too much, um, you know. And then you start talking about you know you're bringing in these recruits, but you're gonna start losing them, you know, <laughs> as they start getting their eligibility up here. Um, I still think Nebraska's in good shape to improve long term, but this is a major blow. Um, 
which I, I frankly, because of the timing, I don't think they're going to be able to replace. I don't know if they would have been able to replace him regardless, but I certainly don't think they're going to be able to replace him for this year and maybe even next year. You know, this could be a thing that you're going to just have to sort of <laughs> take your lumps here over the next year and a half or so. We'll see. Um, but nonetheless, I, I do think it's a huge hit for Nebraska. I think it takes them out of NIT contention um, and puts them back into rebuilding mode uh, in a year where I think people were looking to start seeing the progress in Big Ten play um, at home and against some of their quasi-rivals in Creighton and Iowa and teams like that. But uh, nonetheless, huge loss, huge loss for Nebraska. Um, the last thing I wanted to touch on here, as I mentioned, real short podcast, just want to hit this breaking news uh, as it happens is, um, you know, I'm not sure, you know, we haven't seen any reports leak yet regarding Nebraska, what they're going to allow him to do on in terms of a transfer. Um, as we've seen, we've already seen a few players transfer within the Big Ten. I think this is certainly a possible or possibility. I know at least three Big Ten teams um, have open scholarships. I'm certain there's more <laughs> if you really look into it. But I know Michigan is still looking to add a transfer. I know Rutgers is. And Purdue has an open scholarship as well. They could use wing depth and certainly a shooter on the wing. Um, I think any of the three places would be a good landing spot for him. I don't think Rutgers is a fit necessarily just because it wouldn't really make sense. I think he, you know, everything we've heard is he wants to transfer to a team that can get in the NCAA tournament, really get him exposure against the top-end teams. I don't think Rutgers is necessarily the destination that can do that, but I think Michigan can do it. You know, they played in the NCAA tournament last year. They have a pretty good roster coming back for next year, and Purdue certainly can do it. Um, they look like a Big Ten title contender. They have a lot of talent in the front court. You know, they're bringing in Spike Albrecht, formerly of Michigan, the backcourt. You know, they they have a very talented roster. So, I mean, White could be a huge boost to that team um, and probably could earn. Uh, I don't know if he could get into the starting lineup, actually, just based on how they fit. But he would play a lot of minutes, I, w- <laughs> I would be certain. But overall, you know, um, and as well with Michigan, I think he would start right away. I think he'd be a perfect fit into beeline system and, and make a big impact. But... Um, as I said, I don't know if he's going to be allowed, if there's going to be any restrictions. And as well, you know, you sort of get the feeling that he already knows, you know, where he's going to end up based on the timing. So, you, you, you know, he's from the East Coast. He played at Kansas before he transferred to Nebraska. You know, is he going to go the Big 12 angle? Is he going to go out east? It's hard to tell. We'll see over the next couple of days. I think there are a couple potential Big Ten landing spots, as I mentioned. I think Michigan would be a great landing spot for him. I think Purdue would be a solid landing spot as well. Um, so we'll have to see. But overall, you know, big news. Very surprising. You know, one of the best players in the Big Ten uh, is on the move. We'll see if he's going to remain in the Big Ten for next year or head elsewhere. Either way, disappointing break for Nebraska and um really <laughs> what what's becoming a disappointing last couple of years but but with that i'm going to jump off we're going to have another podcast coming up here tomorrow that was normally scheduled but um i did want as i mentioned i did want to get this out there just because of the uh 
the significance <laughs> of the news. But thanks again. Again, I'm Thomas Bendit. You can follow me on Twitter at tbendit, and we'll see you next time.